Yes, sirree. That's that new jam called Out of My Mouth by P. Rowe F. Baby. <laughs> so here we go. There's no intro because we haven't made it big yet. We haven't even made that at all. I don't even know if we have any viewers listening, but it doesn't matter. All right. So fact of the day is drink water. Why is water so important? Because water helps your digestive system. It helps clean out your body. Think about it as a washing machine. You know, if you put your load of clothes in and it's dirty and you sprinkle some soap all over that or powder or whatever you got going on and you turn the washing machine on and it's just spin cycle with no water coming into it, your clothes smell great, but it's still dirty. Same concept is inside your body. What you want to do is drink water to flush everything out. Just think about when you rinse out a water bottle and you put water in it, you shake it up and you dump it out. It's still dirty. Then you put more water in it, shake it out, dump it out. You almost do it like three or four times to really get it clean enough to refill, to reuse. So think about the same kind of concept as when you go to your body. You want to be able to to drink constant water so that you can have natural energy. And on the same note, all that food and drink that you kind of eat, it's going to pull off the nutrients and minerals and vitamins that it needs. And then after that, it's just extra it's just pretty much stuff that goes into the garbage can and gets dumped out, all right? And the garbage can only comes out three ways. Out your pores, out your mouth if you regurgitate, or out your ass. So you figure that out, and that's how it's going to work out. So back the day, drink some water. Don't hesitate to drink water. Drink too much water. Be overhydrated. And you can determine if you're hydrated or dehydrated through the color of your urine. So if you go to the toilet and your urine looks like some kind of chemist lab, that means that you are dehydrated. That thing is way too much ingredients inside your body. That it's, it's like having the first shake of the bottle and pouring it out. It's normally all the worst stuff in there. So think about it like that. So you want to be having a clear but kind of yellowish because if you're clear, clear, then you might be overhydrated. And, yes, that is a thing. So just think about, think about drowning. When you drown, you got too much water inside of you. You know what I mean? It's not a good thing. So same thing as everything else, you know, everything you eat, too much of anything is can turn into a bad thing. But the phrase kind of goes, too much of anything makes you an addict. So just kind of keep that in your mind that water is your best friend. All right, on to the next topic. So today's episode is going to be about sports. Uh, I'm going to break down the whole gist of it here why it's important for kids, and on top of all that, just how is it different? Because I was born and raised in the States. Sports played way differently over there. So, and I'll break down into that when we get to that point. So, right off the bat, why is school sports such an important thing to a child's life? And before you get into that health aspect and all that kind of jazz, I believe it just has to do with communicating and socializing So nowadays, we're in a world where technology is taking over, where we'd rather talk to our phone, face down in our phone, and just talking to it, than talking from human to human. So what sports is going to do is that it's going to engage teamwork. And once you engage teamwork, you engage communication and socializing. And it's also healthy, because a lot of people, kids nowadays, they actually grow up not having any friends, and they kind of don't really know how to make friends. Well, when you kind of join into the same 
topic or sport or whatever you're kind of doing in life in terms of activity, it becomes a healthy kind of connection. So why is school sports so important? Just to get people talking to people. You know, it's such a hard skill nowadays. If you go, you hear people nowadays, they'd rather drop you a text message than phone call you because then if you phone call someone, you need instant, instant answers. And people don't know how to do instant answers. So keeping that mind. So when you play in school sports, just you want to socialize. Next topic of school sports is the exercise and the fitness and everything that has to do with mobility and agility. So when school sports, you're actually doing movements that you really don't do. Side lateral movements, jumping, backpedaling, all that kind of fun stuff, where when you just go to the gym and exercise, it's kind of boring. People actually don't even know what creativity is anymore when it comes to the gym. All it is is I'm going to look at the next person, see how they see how they lift, and that's how I'm going to lift. So exercise and, and doing it in a fun manner. So if you're playing a sport, you really don't realize how much you're running until you're A, losing, or B, actually tired. So once you start getting to that frame, that's when it kind of comes into, into the mind frame of how the sports incorporate with fitness. Um, the next bit of so, uh, school sports, so you got the socializing, you got the fitness aspect, and then you have the learning. And the learning is kind of key because everybody learns differently. And what's great about coaching, because I coach as well, is that you can teach the best players anything. And that's actually quite easy. But it's teaching the best players how to teach the not-so-fortunate players, that's the challenge because you can only teach so much, but age to age is where things really get that connectivity of learning. So as an older person, when I'm trying to teach someone younger, it's actually a lot harder because they are not necessarily listening to me because they're in their own mind of like, I'm the teacher from Charlie Brown that's on the intercom. It's like, and then when someone else as a teammate go and tell them the same exact thing I just said, they hear it clearly. So the learning concept is actually something great that you can learn as a leader on on your team, whether you're a captain or whether you're the, the weakest link of the team, but you're learning something. And then you can take that home and you can take that mentality home of learning and then you can share with your family. Everyone else has a, a reading age of nine years old. So that's the average reading age in, in pretty much the world. So if you teach anybody anything, it's going to be something new and they're actually going to appreciate it. So learning is another one. So without really getting too much deep into like why school sports so cool, now what I'm going to talk about is how it's different from Australia basketball or football or gridiron or what soccer don't even matter to Australian sports, and and we're not talking about the sport specifically. We're talking about how sports are ran. So I'll give you a gist of how sports are ran in the U.S. that I personally know of, and if anybody else has different kind of thoughts about these sports and how they're played nowadays, hey, correct me wrong and so that I can be educated as well. But the school sports in the States, they are based around your school extremely If you go to school A in state whatever, then that school A is all you care about when you're playing your sport. And when you play your sport, it's a team. 
you practice Monday through Friday. Sometimes you practice on Saturday, and the games happen whenever the games happen. Whether you have one game a week, two game a week, three game a week, four game a week, don't matter. But the practice is all throughout the week, and it kind of builds that know, like, and trust of playing with a team. So over here in Australia, we only got practice once a week and then a game once a week. So we'll practice, let's say, on a Tuesday, and then we'll jump right into the game on Friday, and we're expected to know everything. And then people don't really take it seriously. So when I kind of try to debunk this school sports stuff, I came to realize that school sports is kind of like your practice. So like in the States, that's like YMCA or kind of a lighter version of AAU or just a camp where you're just trying to learn the fundamentals to get better. And when you actually get to the point where you're competing, then you go to like regionals and uh, and rep sports and stuff like that. And so instead of you playing for your school and representing your school and trying to be state champs of your school, you are actually state champs and repping your, your group. So like that'd be like school A, B, C, D, E, F. Grab all the best players in that, and we represent our, 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 our region. And it's kind of strange, and I personally am not a fan of it, only because of the fact that you take the student-athlete away. And that's the biggest thing is getting the student in there. We can all be talented in movement, but growing up, be, to be talented in the mind is a whole different ballgame. And playing mind games on the on – the, the, um, court or the field or wherever you're at in the, in the swimming pool, that's that's what changes the game. And when you can read people's minds and stuff like that, not like a fortune teller, but in terms of action, like where they're going to move next, you, you learn that in school. You know, you learn that, you anticipate it. And the way I learned it was when I had to read and I was number seven to read and you read each paragraph, I would read six paragraphs and count numbers to number seven and I'd read six, seven and eight. And make sure that there's no big words in there. So when it got my turn, I was a professional reader. And I know all you guys are like that too, but that's just how I work. And what that does is it makes you think in advance. And now that you think in advance, when you came on the court or a swim pool or a tennis, whatever, you know what I mean? When you're doing your thing, you just anticipate the next movement and it makes you a better player. So kind of keeping that in mind. Uh, the next thing that kind of blew me away with school sports is that it, it is broken up into your ability to want to play. And that sounds weird, but in the States, you got middle school. So grade 7 and grade 8 are detached from 9, 10, 11, 12, okay? In Australia, they're all together. So there's no senior varsity and freshmen. There's only um, seniors who is everyone who wants to play in that top grade intermediates who everyone was playing the lower grade and then I actually have no idea what goes on after that but it's mind-boggling but the cool thing about it is that it gives everybody a chance and I remember playing uh, basketball middle school and I was a good old fifth quarter guy basketball only has four quarters and this fifth quarter is for the guys who just didn't get to play and in the coach's eyes you're just not good enough but your parents showed up to the game, so let's give you some playing time against the other fifth quarter guys. And I'm not about that life. So coaching here, I actually put the fifth quarter guys in the game and give them some live action. So I do like that bit of the game. But the concept of 
trying to make the team, trying to get on on the varsity team. That was a privilege. Now it's uh, it's uh, if you want to, and it's not really cool. But I mean, sometimes you just got to go with the flow and try to figure out why it is and just kind of move on with it. So that's kind of breaking down the difference of school and uh, and rep over here, school over there, rep over there. <clears throat> so the next thing I want to talk about is refereeing. And some people are like, why would you want to talk about refereeing for? Refereeing is, in terms of a player's perspective, refer- a referee is like life. You know, when you, you buy you buy something good, right? And you're loving it. You take it home, you're loving it. And then you break it. And you did not expect to break it. And you are just frustrated. And you just cannot believe it. Well, that's what refs are into the sporting atmosphere or environment or whatever you want to call it. So referees are going to call fouls or penalties or whatever sport you're in. They're going to call it when you don't believe that that's the correct call. You didn't touch the person or whatever. But that's life. And and that's what I like to teach people about sports and why that's so important. Because if you go up for a play and you believe you've been fouled or you should be penalized or, or whatever, and you get the privilege of it and you don't get it, the way you react shows a lot about your character. If you, if you get smacked in the face and you have a handprint on your face and it is clear as day and they don't blow that whistle to stop it for a foul, to think about it as life and think about it as that you got you to gotta move your face next time. Same concept as if they slap you on your arm, whatever you're doing, and they pull your arm down and you can't release the ball or do whatever, or if you play soccer and they legs swipe your, your uh, kick your legs or whatever, and you know you're over here complaining and you're just frustrated. It shows a lot about your character because what you're doing now is that the ref didn't call the the foul, and now you left your teammates for for dry. Now now the odds are against you because you're over here complaining to something that's not going to change. Life isn't fair. Life is not supposed to be fair. If life was fair, we'd all be rich. We'd all be happy. And there'd be no homeless people in the world. And everyone makes the same amount of money. But life is not like that. There is a whole bunch of angry people all over the place. And that is just how it works. So what you got to do is put that in perspective and keep in mind that nothing's going to hold you back. And everything is your fault. If you went up for a play and you should have been fouled, they didn't call the foul, A, you should have worked out and got stronger so that that play didn't affect you, or B, you should have used your teammates because everything's a team activity, you know what I mean? Unless you're playing an individual sport, then, you know, you just use your coaches, your caddies, you know, whatever that you have next to you, you know, use your friends, you know, use yourself, talk to yourself, make things adjust. So the referees... You should never look at a referee when a foul is called and never stop if you think you fouled somebody or penalized somebody. Don't stop. That's what we have refs there for. If you stop and stop the play, then the ref actually you thinks about that as a disrespectful thing that you're doing. You're basically telling the ref that you don't know how to ref. That was a foul. Everybody stop. Now the ref just feels disrespected, you know, and so that just works against your character as well. Just play to the whistle. Just play hard. Give it 110%. If you believe you fouled somebody, who cares? Keep going. You know what I mean? And what I love the most about 
referees is that they don't care about what you got going on. They got other things going on. If you're going to yell at them, they're just going to not call it. They're not going to be like, oh, you're screaming louder. Let me see if I can get that play for you. They don't care about that. They're just like, oh, my gosh, this guy won't stop talking or this gal won't stop talking. I'm going to... I'm just going to stop listening and actually stop watching them. And hopefully they don't get, they get more calls against them. So think about that like that. If you, if you work with the refs in terms of not caring about what they do or what they call, life is going to be a lot easier for you and treat that like life. You know what I mean? If you, if you were told you're going to get that raise and you're like, Oh yeah, I've been waiting for this raise for 11 years. This raise is mine. And then they hired a new person. That new person gets the job. Hey, that's your fault. You should have been more initiative. You should have been grinding and, and been that squeaky wheel. Or you should have left that job a long time ago. That job ain't for you. They don't respect you. You know what I mean? You're a valuable person. So just think about it like that. You control your own destiny. So control your own destiny in the sporting field or court or whatever as well. You know? So don't, don't look at the refs. And the rest will actually start looking and noticing the little fouls for you. you. You be a nuisance and everyone hates you in terms of refereeing. Then it just goes against you. Then you get technicals and all this kind of stuff. and it's just Or you get red card and you're not playing no more. And it's all about frustration. If you can control your inner frustration, you can control anything in life. So pretty much leave the refs alone. All right? So one more thing I want to touch up on. With uh, school sports, not necessarily school sports, but sports in general, is that sports is fun, all right? Sports is just fun. It don't matter if you're good at it or you're bad at it. If you're bad at it and you take a shot and you miss, well, guess what? You already thought you were bad at it, so it didn't really matter. But when you make a shot and you believe you are bad and you make a shot, that changes your entire day. If you're, like, we're just going to go on basketball so I stop jumping all over every sport. But if you're in basketball and you shoot the ball 15 times and you are all for 15, you haven't made one basket. And then it's like 30 seconds left, everyone's having a good time, and you make 16. Well, guess what? You're going to leave the court, and the only thing that's going to go through your mind is, man, I had such a great game because I made a shot. It could have been your first shot of the game, you missed the rest. It didn't matter. You made a shot. And that is the beauty about sports, is that even though you may not be good at it, if you just have one positive vibe in the sport, it changes your entire day. You'll go home, you'll talk to your partner, your kids, your family, it doesn't matter. And you'd be like, man, I had such a great day today. You know, I made a basket, how good is that? And then your family or friends are going to be like, what? Like, you, you, can, you can shoot? And then it's just, you just, you're on cloud nine, you feel great. And then good players, they use that as a teaching mechanism. So when they're playing, they'll shoot, and they'll be 15 for 15. And they'll be killing it. They're loving life. And then they, the last 30 seconds, they shoot number 16 and miss. And they go home, and all they think about is, I cannot believe I missed that shot. It was so easy. And then all, all they do is dwell on that last shot, which is unhealthy. But the flip note is, is that you got something to learn. Okay, why did I miss that shot? Oh, I didn't break. Fundamentals were wrong. I broke it. You know what I mean? I got to get back into it. I got to practice a little bit more. I got this great trainer. He works at this place called Fresh Life Fitness. And my gosh, they are amazing. You should check them out. They're going to be a sponsor here soon if they can make some money. But anyways, 
the, the teaching uh, in terms of fun and the teaching in terms of discipline is what makes sports so great. Also, it teaches people to be li- liable. So if you don't show up to practice or to the games, you know what I mean? It reflects in life. If you're out there trying to get a job and trying to build a an empire or a business and you never show up on time, well, then you're kind of useless and you're, you're actually bringing the entire team down. And there's a great saying that uh, people in Africa use and they, they use it on the Boston Celtics. And the phrase is called Ubuntu. And uh, not the best spell, but I'm just going to go off the top of my head and see how I can spell it. It's U M B U T O or something like that. Ubuntu. And what it means is a person is a person through a person. And what that means is I cannot be the best me in any way, shape, or form unless you are the best you you can be any way, shape, or form. And if we stay, let, let's change sports. Let's let's go to let's go to soccer. If you're playing soccer and you're not running as hard as you can, and someone made that pass and you didn't get to it on time and it got intercepted or turned over, or I, I don't know the terminology, but I'm gonna just keep rolling with it. Then you made that person who just passed it look bad. And they're actually going to think that that was a bad pass. It was a beautiful pass. It cut through three players, but you weren't being the best you. You took that play off. So, and it's the same. It works for everything. And the way it is, it's about being a tribe of uh, accountability, friends, and family. And so a great example would be if I showed up to the sporting ground and I brought three of my players, my, my teammates, good friends, I brought them all a Gatorade and, and some water, and I didn't bring the rest of the team any of that, then I'm not being Ubuntu because I'm not being the best me to help them be the best them. I should have brought water and drinks for everybody so that everyone feels appreciative, everyone feels loved, and then on top of that, they're like, oh, my gosh, Pedro's taking care of us. You know, let's, let's, let's put in the extra work to make sure that what he just did that, that, that act of kindness didn't go unseen. So... Ubuntu, living it through each person. A person is a person through a person. I can't be my best me unless you are your best you. And you can't be your best you unless I am my best me. So it's keeping people accountable. And that's the beauty of, of sports. It's that there is when you play in a group, there is no such thing as one person dominating it. And we can even draw that all the way back to the Michael Jordan days. Michael Jordan was amazing. He kept getting his team to the finals. I mean, not the finals, sorry, the, the playoffs. But they couldn't do nothing about it because he was just him. He was the best version of him. Once they changed everything up, they got more better players. They became triangle offense. Everyone got to touch the ball. Oh, my gosh, they started winning championships. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about all the fun activities and sports that you're doing is that the better – of a sportsmanship and a teammate and just a genuinely great person that you can be, it's contagious and everyone loves it. Just whatever you do at the end of it all, just be thankful that you can do the ability of playing a sport. So, you know, there's people with some kind of disability, whatever kind of disability that is, whether that's an accident, whether that's a health issue, it doesn't matter, but they can't do any of this fun stuff that you're doing. 
So embrace it. Wake up with being thankful that you are blessed to do anything that you can do. And just keep grinding and having a positive attitude. Positivity is contagious. So each one, teach one. You know what I'm saying? Every time you learn something great, share it with somebody else, man. Because it's going to be the best thing that they've learned. You're going to make their day. And when you see somebody grow, you grow. So that's today's podcast, episode number two. Two is my favorite number. So this is going to be the smoothest podcast because I wasn't not thinking about nothing. I actually had something to talk about. So everyone, I hope you had a great time. I hope you learned something. hope you learned something about sports in Australia. And once we get this full map on of how this podcast is going to roll, it's going to be the bee's mother knees. All right? So you guys enjoy yourself. Make sure you guys hit that uh, hit that follow, subscribe, unfollow, unsubscribe, resubscribe so that I can get that algorithm blasting up. So if you got a nice solid 30 minutes on your hand and you ain't doing nothing, instead of finger rolling on that Facebook, go subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, leave a comment, like, unscribe. You know what I'm saying? Just work that algorithm. Help your boy out. And I'm going to be interviewing everybody. So this podcast has to do with the world. We are going to travel the world. I'm going to break down a little bit of little bit, each one, and then we're going to start getting people on here. We're going to travel the world. We're going to find great destinations to do cool, fun activities, and it's going to be all kind of activities, not just something that people can do. For like people who are dis, uh, disabled and they can't really walk stuff and they need wheelchair friendly, we got pass and stuff like that for you. Someone if you can't use your arms or nothing like that, we got something for you. We got something for everywhere. We're going to find it. We're going to debunk this whole thing and we're going to travel the world. We're starting in Australia. We might move to America because that's the well-known places and the most people we know. And then we're going to start branching now. We're going to hit the European areas. We're going to hit the South America, Central America. America. We're, we're going we're gonna end in Antarctica because we got a map that we got. We're going to scratch each place that we educate ourselves with. We're going to start with adventure. We're going to work with travel. And then we're going to end with food because who does not love to talk about food and eat food all the time? So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Number two, like I said, subscribe, unsubscribe. I'll let you boy. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Peace out.